0: I've just received a call from Secretary Clinton. This is City AM Unregulated. I'm Emma Hazlitt. On this week's show...
1: I will be the greatest jobs president that God ever created, I tell you that. And I said, we need to build a wall, and it has to be built quickly.
0: What everyone can learn from the unlikely success of Donald Trump. Leadership author E. J. Carrion.
1: He used third grader vocabulary. And so simplicity and vocabulary is as powerful as simplicity and design with like laptops from Apple. Results don't lie. That's how I am about it. So I, I can say, you know, he doesn't know what he's doing, but he, he's winning. And so I gotta be, I gotta be self-aware to realize. He has to know something or do something right.
0: Hello, and welcome to City AM Unregulated, where this week we'll be examining leadership on the world stage and what, if anything, we can learn from Donald Trump's rise.
1: I always tell people from California, you've never been to America all of you've done is live in California
0: we're joined by leadership author eJ carrion who is also a Texas dweller
1: yeah I'm in San Antonio Texas right now we're we are a red state
0: he talks about how he slowly started to develop a grudging respect for president trump
1: i was I'm, I was I'm I was pretty anti-trump I think now that he's our president I'm um I'm going to one i I am very impressed that this even was a possibility which I also think was probably one of the things I think there was a lot of Hillary supporters who was like yeah we don't have to go vote there's no way this is happening so I think you saw a lot of that
0: it's an unlikely Um, success story you might say yeah
1: yeah yeah and so but now that it's happened um I gotta I gotta respect the guy for his for his hustle I guess to get to (laughs) make this happen I mean this is a miracle um and so um he has to have done something right So I'm kind of, uh, if you would, um, trying to find a gold and uh, rub off the dirt in this situation.
0: Um, So so what can we learn from Trump's rise about leadership? What's he done to kind of make audiences so excited by him?
1: He was he what he did a really good job of was just finding raving fans in rural America and just and, and speaking to those people who all showed up to vote for him. As a leader, finding your in general finding your core people who who you speak to well like a fan um,
0: base. He's kind of like a pop star.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. I think he will be. Even if he didn't become president, he would have done okay. Um, speaking to his audience. So I think yeah. as a leader, just I mean, just being smart enough to know. Who you are and who who are you targeting and then allowing that allowing amplify your voice in there by understanding key trigger words and and core beliefs by those people that gets feathers, if you would, uh, flared and people passionately uh, interested in what you have to say. And I just think he did. That's what Trump did here in the states
0: what really struck me was that he he had one message and you know he said a lot of different things and made a lot of different promises but he seemed to have one message and then stick to it
1: i think if you look at a lot of even just the the you know gary v's of the world i mean he, gary v says the same thing over and over again but and people gary v
0: see... is a kind of social media sensation right
1: yeah yeah correct and so he and, and he's just blown up so he has blown blown up so his message is very the same over and over again. Um, he doesn't really, he knows, I think what what happens is it comes from an authentic place and then whatever your authentic core values or, or, or whatever you want to portray to that target audience, um, I think people rally behind that no matter how many times you say it um, as long as you continue to live it. And um, that's what I think Trump does. I think that's what Gary Vee did in his space. It's authentic himself, well, at least we think so for Trump. But, you know, and then um, and then you just keep that message to that core audience.
0: He is an ambitious guy. Do you think that was important in in his success?
1: Yeah, I mean, when you're someone who has, you know, everything else, I mean, you don't have to work this hard. You know, you could do, you could literally just hang out and enjoy life. But he, I mean, he took a lot of risk. I mean... His personal name is, you know, the amount of security he walks around with now. I mean, he's done a lot to himself that I think you have to be pretty ambitious to to, to take such a a role the way he did.
0: Do you think we simplify him too much?
1: I definitely am not, yeah, I definitely am not going to call him, um, I definitely, yeah, I'm definitely going to call him like this. this dumb, you know, out of touch, you know, you know, old privileged white guy. I'm not going to call him that. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, you just, you got to like, you know, from a, from a person who, who, who was anti-Trump and and didn't vote for Trump. um, I'm a believer. You got to like, you got to respect who your president is and, and take your, you know, take your weapons and, and take them like a, you know, an adult and just, you know, just move on and, and, and see what you can. And, say, hey, this is it, and, uh, and 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 try to find the gold in, in all this dirt. So that's kind of where, I, where, where where my mindset is.
0: I mean, you're an entrepreneur, and entrepreneurs are, are natural risk takers. Would you say that that aspect of Donald Trump's personality has helped him in his race to, to the White House?
1: Just getting out of the box, being, being the contradiction. I think there's a lot of skill set in being the contradiction in the world. And, and when you contradict, you just, you, you, you find a whole nother people. And then when you contradict, contradict very authentically, or, and then you find this following, I think contradiction is a way of marketing, you know, Uber contradicted taxis. They didn't try to fit into the system. They didn't try to fit in the red tape of taxis. They just contradicted and created a whole new category of business, um, and so I think Trump understands the power of contradiction.
0: That's a whole new book title for you.
1: <laughs> I wish I could take it, but I, there's actually a book that I've read on that um, uh, by Chris Christopher Lockhead called Category Design, How to Be a Category King. And basically says today's marketing is all about changing the category. You know, so, you know, Steve Jobs is a great category king where he was able to take a the tablet, you know, he created the iPad before, like, there was no tablets. People didn't know if they would actually use it. And he created this tablet. And now there's that's a whole new category of technology. Uh, and so he just talks about where in order to change the world or change a marketplace, you have to change the entire game and become the leader of the game.
0: So he's created a whole new category of
1: politician. Absolutely. I'm going to be very surprised who else is going to run the in 2020. You know, who's going to who's going to show up? Um, you know, Mark Cuban, I would love that. Wow. You know, even Just like, you know, even I would just, yeah, I would love I mean, they're even talking about, you know, they're even talking about just in the States, you know, Peter Thiel in California. Just there's a lot of there's just this is I just think it opens up that you could win, even if you're not like a traditional politician.
0: Entrepreneur as politician. I mean, yeah. the, the thing that gets me right is that, as as we've said, Entrepreneurs, by their nature, are risk takers. Once he hits the White House, is he gonna still be able to take that level of risk? A is he going to be allowed to? B, is he gonna find out very quickly that it's not a wise way to do politics?
1: I think he's 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 definitely like said what he had to say to get it voted, but he's definitely shown some like signs of common sense and like, oh, you know, like I'm going to listen to this. Um, and he's and, and ever since he's come in, he, he's kind of like, you know, very impressed by his his speech after he was um, elected him sitting down with President Obama. He just seems like he, he came around and did a lot of things where he where he kind of listened and he came less dramatic about his his stance. So I think Trump will say and do what he needs to to get to where he's trying to go, which I'm still not sure what what it is, <laughs> but I've seen, I felt like I've seen some flexibility and he realizes it, that it's going to be a lot harder to do a lot of changes. I mean,
0: I guess if you were looking at, again, from an entrepreneurial point of view, would you say he has a business plan?
1: Uh, Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't think so. I I mean... Does he need one? Sometimes business plans can can make your entrepreneurship too black and and white, uh, where I sometimes feel like starting a business is a lot like dating someone or like trying to date someone, where you know, like if you I overthink want to date it, Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is 100% true. <laughs> but if you overthink dating, you know, the other person on the other side is like, okay, yeah, you're just like making this too weird. I don't think this is going to work. I think your business can say that to you too by overthinking running a business. So I think like he definitely doesn't have a plan. I have someone who w- wouldn't have a business plan. Um, but I think you got to find out kind of who you are, uh, you know, I think there's two personalities types uh, in, in entrepreneurship for sure. And there's those, those who are very creative, very good off. You know, like improv is actually where the magic happens, or just feeling the setting. But then there's the very tactical, very strategic, technical um, entrepreneurs who 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 thrive as well. He has Trump has to have a great team. I'm I'm believing that that understands like words that trigger people I think that's probably his biggest obsession and he his skill set is is writing and targeting whatever that like word there has to be like some like audience word generator like what people <laughs> say or, like that gets ratings and things like that that's in my mind how he pulled it off but we won't know it until he opens up that secret door but he <laughs> just has some type of weapon in the back of like what words to use that's in my, how it looks like to me
0: in your mind what what were those words
1: I mean, Make America Great Again, mm-hmm. I mean, that that was obviously, uh, I think, very strategic. He, he, he knew how to scare, yeah, he just put fear in the conservative group.
0: I mean, again, going from a business point of view, it sounds like he was kind of creating a market and then filling the the niche that he'd created with the product that was him. So, you know, for any... Budding entrepreneurs out there, um, the advice from Donald Trump is manufacture fear and then find a way a to of solve these it. These categories, I have to read them. Illegal immigration, important. We're going to build the wall. Okay, believe me, we're going to
1: build the wall.
0: What do you think was his most useful skill when he was when he was running for president? Do you think he's a good communicator,
1: for example? Results don't lie. That's how I am about it. So he has to be right. I mean, I I can say, you know, he doesn't know what he's doing, but he's winning. And so I got to be I got to be self aware to realize he has to know something or do something right. But I think that one skill is messaging and understanding, understanding. If you look at those online marketer dudes, and they always like, they, they test words to increase conversions on their online product or on their sales funnel. I think that's what he did, But and in, 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 in verbally. He, he, he had great copy that would increase emotion for people to buy um, or buy into him. Same how online marketers do their copy to get people into their funnel and uh, to start buying their products.
0: So a study of his speeches suggested that his grammar is typical of kids under the age of 11. Do you think that helped him communicate better?
1: I I was I was a very average kid in school if I took you know when I took uh, one of my things I tell the students we work with you know if I took a if I took the ACT when I took the ACT my junior year which is a test to get into college here in the Mm -hmm. states if I took the ACT my junior year my eighth grade brother got a higher score to me like that was an actual actual event in my life and so what but what I realized is as not being an intellect or someone who I don't see myself as 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 a smart intellectual person but I have great people skills and so what I but what I learned is that admitting that you're not one one of the smartest people in the room or admitting that you're that you just have simple vocabulary I think allows you to actually be very smart because a weakness to very smart people is that they think they're smart and so um, I think there's a great skill set in there and I bring that all around back to Trump. He used to call me on the cell phone. Using, you know, it's the same with Drake rap songs. Call me on the cell phone. He used third-grader vocabulary. He doesn't use very deep when he makes raps that are very deep. Or... And so simplicity and vocabulary is as powerful as simplicity and design with, like, laptops from Apple. Apple understands simplicity and design, but I think simplicity and vocabulary, especially if you're trying to reach the masses, is extremely powerful to be able to simplify and dumb down. You know, I'd be surprised if, if Donald Trump took the ACT test. He probably wouldn't get that high of a score as well. But I see that as an advantage, that understanding that you can only operate in simple vocabulary allows you to make a message for a very large mass simple audience.
0: Um, and what about his use of Twitter? Um, you know, some people suggest that perhaps it's unwise that he has given the free run of Twitter, especially when he's in the Oval Office. What's your view?
1: I'm 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 okay with it. I follow Donald Trump on Twitter. I think that's what's awesome about living in t- today's world. You are a walking media outlet and, and it's just your Twitter.
0: And how do you feel about the kind of the all caps approach that he
1: takes? It's not presidential, but also I'm, 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 I see on the other side of like he's not proper, he's not people hoity toity if you would, and he doesn't have great grammar. And he's very elegant and has the wonderful pauses like most of our presidents who sit like royalty and honor. He comes from the hip and super um, contradicts what what a, what a leader looks like and I think that' creates eyeballs. I I personally don't don't mind it. Like I don't think my president has to be, you know, Obama was so amazing on the podium and so elegant and and I think personally he had to be in order be being the first, you know, black president. He had to be on point, on spot every single his the amount of pressure he had on the mic, I just think, and how he he knocked it out of park every time, he had to be thoughtful. But Trump doesn't have to be. Trump is can be the contradiction of what it looks like to be a president.
0: The thing about his tweets is that I feel like he kind of opens himself up to um, people making fun of him. So when Mark Hamill read it out, read out some of his tweets, like the Joker, in the voice of the Joker.
1: Happy New Year
0: to all, including to my many enemies and those who have fought me and
1: lost so badly. (laughs) They just don't know what to do. It
0: sounded great. And it was hilarious. <laughs> but, you know, he does kind of open himself up for mockery.
1: Yeah, and, and I just don't think he cares. That's <laughs> and that's another power. I think, you know, ninety eight percent of things don't matter. It's all about the 80 20 rule. Twenty percent of the things you do, twenty percent of the people you know, twenty percent of your work day is gonna agree, eighty percent of your your results and impact. I mean, I'm a big believer on 20 and um I just think Trump doesn't care. I think he understands what opens the door, and hey, he's he's okay with it.
0: You know, I I kind of worry about him because he's he's always seems to be on. You know, you can tell when he's woken up because he's tweeting. He's getting into fights with Meryl Streep and things like that. Do you think there's any risk that he could burn out?
1: Yeah, I I, I think so. I, I I um I don't know what the percentages of him making four years. I mean, I don't know what I would bet, but. Yeah, there's definitely that possibility. And there's a lot of people working really hard to um, have him fail. (laughs) Yeah, I just think, yeah, he could burn out. Um, But I think when he burns out, he'll market it really well as like the system. And then everyone, whoever his followers would love him and be like, the system would allow him to be make it great again. And he would just and like he would he would really use it as a tactic to increase his followings like love for him. Um, so I think he will still win. Even like I actually, I'm not even sure if he really wanted to be president when he found out he won. Like if I looked at his family, and they did not look happy. Like they're his like son oh, really we, we
0: actually,
1: yeah, we actually won. Like oh man. Um, so I think he would he he would use it he would use it to increase his following regardless if he was able to stay in the office.
0: What does he have to do? You know, I feel like he he said he can. He's said and done so many things that are so just completely far away from what we've experienced of any president ever, particularly Barack Obama. The
1: people, my people are so smart. And you know what else they say about my people? The polls. They say, I have the most loyal people. Did you ever see that? Where I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and I wouldn't lose any voters, Okay, It's like incredible. (laughs) No, they say, Trump, we love you too, man.
0: What does he have to do to lose credibility
1: yeah no I think I think there, there there's definitely things that I think can happen but I also think I think social media will also makes it challenging where I have a difficulty with is you don't know what's there's just so much things around trump because mm-hmm. trump creates views that you don't know what's accurate and what's fake these days so you, I for me for instance like every time I hear that he says something crazy I just it's so much that i'm just like confused on all right did he actually say that or like where did he... so to me it's just so much going on in this twitter and then just like what people analyze is twitter they'll write an entire post about what his twitter tweet means and then you're just so confused like they're of like of finding the genuineness of of, of everything because i just think the trump th- thing has become such a hot topic button where there's people trying to make him evil there's we're thinking is he actually evil and then there's the uh the trump lovers who are creating that he's a great guy and a perfect you know president for a cert- certain situation and you just got all these ways of viewing trump thrown at you that you just really like to me it's just one big mess So i just don't <laughs> know where he's at and what things he's saying that is so obnoxiously however i also think you're talking about a, a race situation i think it's the difference from being uh, a white guy with being you know born into a family with 200 million dollars and and then just being the first black president mm-hmm. um i i just think you see the the separation of race and what and what people can get away with um there is no way that donald trump can be black and get away for doing that um and so yeah i just think you're just seeing the obvious problem um with the you know social issues in america that i think are now definitely exfoliated because of this and people are noticing and uh making more people unhappy and divided
0: we we're almost coming to time I just wanted to ask you one final question which is what are the three most important things that entrepreneurs can learn from donald trump
1: yeah um, I think first thing is is um, finding your audience and that that understands your authentic voice um, and allowing that voice to be somewhat of a where you're a contradiction, mm-hmm. I think contradicting is a great way of marketing. Um, so in there, I would say you know finding your niche audience that is 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 in pain and is looking to be heard. Second is being giving them a message that contradicts you know the majority. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then the following thing is on the world of entrepreneurship. If you're really looking to change the world, you have to be able to be made fun of you have to be able to be different and called out and uh so realizing that um that doesn't matter and that those people are always going to be against you um so being able to have a strong backbone and uh moving forward um when you're trying to change anything people don't like change um and so i would say being able to handle you got to be able to handle uh negative voices, people not believing you, saying your ideas is bad, um, saying what you're trying to do for the world is unnecessary, um, and and just all that politics and red tape of someone else wanting you to lose in order for them to win. And so that's probably my third. So I would go back to saying, find your niche audience who needs to be heard, who who feels like they connect with you genuinely, then give them a message that allows you to contradict the the majority Mm -hmm. and build a new category. And then the follow thing is when you're going through that war um, of, of, of contradicting, being able to have a backbone strong enough to deal with and understand what matters and um, and, 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 and canceling out the, the noise that that is, is judging you for what you're doing. Um, so that's what those would be my three things um, that I've learned from Trump as an entrepreneur and uh, maybe the audience can take away as well.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much, EJ, and I really hope you enjoy inauguration day.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. So um <laughs> we'll keep on going. Remember, finding find the gold in the dirt. That's where I'm at. Finding the gold <laughs> in the dirt.
0: With thanks to EJ Carrion, author of Accelerate Your Success. This has been City AM Unregulated. You know, you can get unregulated on cityam.com, iTunes, Spotify, blah, 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 blah. So, this week, the challenge is to tell or maybe scare a friend with the leadership lessons that you've learned from Donald Trump. And let me know as well on Twitter. I'm at Emma Hazlitt. Cityam Unregulated is an audio boom production.